the stars are right, and that means it's time for another episode of The Whisper in Darkness. I'm your host, The Man from Lang. Thank you very much for joining me today. On this episode, we are continuing with our reviews of the player cards in the Path to Carcosa Investigator expansion. This is part three of our look at the Guardian cards in the box. In this episode, we discuss Ambush, Combat Training, Ever Vigilant, and Mano a Mano. There are spoilers throughout if you care about that sort of thing. If you enjoy what you hear, remember to like, comment, and subscribe. Before we get started, a quick reminder of how we rate cards here on The Whisper in Darkness. The best of the best get an Elder Sign, while the worst of the worst get an Auto Fail, and the cards in between get a plus one, zero, or Elder Thing, respectively. Cards that you build around or cards that are good in one particular deck get a Bless token, while cards that we believe are destined to end up on the list of taboos or are simply bad for the big game get a Curse token. Before we get started, I'd like to thank the patrons of this channel for their tremendous support. You all rock! If you'd like to be amazing like these people and support the channel's goals and see your name on this list, head over to patreon.com, sign up for a tier of your choice, and claim your rewards. That would be awesome. Special thanks to Cole Monroe Chitty, Nicole Fiscus, and Nate Lost in Time and Space for their contributions to the channel. I couldn't do it without you. Without further ado, let's get started. Welcome back everyone to our re reviews of the player cards in the Path to Carcosa Investigator expansion. We've been making our way through the... Uh, Guardian cards in the box, and uh, I have to say it has been a, an interesting journey so far. Taking a look uh, back at uh, these cards and how uh, engaging enemies and uh, dealing damage to enemies seem to be uh, very important uh, at the time. We're going to start off with another one of those cards. This is our first uh, XP card of the box. This is Ambush. It's a two-cost event with a that costs one XP, intellect and combat skill icons, tactic trait, attached to your location. If there are no investigators at attached location, discard Ambush. After an enemy spawns at attached location, deal two damage to that enemy and discard Ambush. So I... I'm not entirely sure why they made this card. I mean, theoretically, I really like the idea of being able to ambush an enemy. I mean, it makes sense. But you're spending a card and two resources. And an action. And an action to set up the ambush. And I think you need somebody else at your location to draw the enemy to really make the ambush worthwhile because then you're saving the engage you would have had to have done. So you wouldn't have to shoot that investigator in the face, which I think most players would just do anyway. Mm -hmm. So rather than just, I draw the enemy during the during the mythos phase, okay, I take an action that doesn't cost me a card or resources to just shoot at it that I was going to do anyway. And the fact that this doesn't work on hunters like you can't set up an ambush for a hunter oh right because it uh -huh. spawns yeah like it's just and i mean we've seen a bunch of these cards that attach to locations and if you if you see a card that says attached to your location you need to be very wary of it because they tend to be yeah. pretty weak to begin with and this one just seems like maybe it was different in playtesting and they nerfed it down, but it just doesn't seem to do a whole lot that you can't do another way. What do you guys think about this one? I think this card was developed definitely as a stick-to-the-plan target. 
though. I think you're intended to buy one copy of it, put it on Sticks to the Plan, and then I would assume the idea is that you you get either to the final location and the scenario will spawn an enemy when you advance the act deck, and in which case you get a free hit off. Mm -hmm. Or there's a choke point in the scenario, like in Unspeakable Oath, there's that choke point in the basement. You have the Guardian sit and wait in the basement choke choke point, let your other teammates go off and investigate the basement cell and come back, and the Guardian ensures that you have a safe way out. Is mm -hmm. kind of what I'm assuming is the sort of intended play with this card. And those situations do come up, it's just generally you can do better than 1 XP and 2 damage. Yeah. sort of the problem with this card is like in theory it sounds great like it sounds pretty easy to set up but the problem is that it's just not really worth that setup yeah it's like it you, seems you're like basically you're like you're saving you're spending an action now to save an action later, is often what this card yeah. feels like yeah and it's kind of expensive for what it does it yeah, feels exactly. like one of those it feels like if you if you're in that paradigm and you're you're thinking of the paradigm where like enemies are really scary you know, and like, oh my gosh, I can get rid of the enemy before it even attacks me. Then that's great. That's what it seems like it's going on here. In fact, uh, man, trip down memory lane, I clicked on this card on Arkham DB and I found the first, the review from six years ago. And this is what it says. It doesn't matter which player stays behind. This allows the party's fighter to protect a clue gatherer. So I'm starting to get, I'm starting to get like a, a feeling that like not only did the developers think this way? But I think the players were thinking in this very, like, you know, very hyper-specialized fighter clue gatherer, you know, paradigm. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. I don't think it's the worst thing that a guardian can do, like, right before a boss fight. Oh, true, like, yeah. Th th there are certain situations where, like, sometimes you just kind of need a couple extra damage to kill the enemy that turn. But, yeah. like, you had the action the previous turn, but you didn't have it this turn. So, like, having the ambush in situations like that can be pretty useful. Like, for instance, if you, I don't know, for some reason you had the ghoul priest in play. Oh, yeah. Scenario 2, like, you're still at your house or whatever. You set up an ambush on the ghoul priest, and now Mark can actually reasonably kill the ghoul priest in a single turn. Yeah. Because maybe he uses his inspiring presence combo to deal four damage. His other two actions deal four damage, boom, ten damage. Yeah, so it's one of those things where it's like you're already the hyper-specialized fighter, and then you have card slots left over to deal with this because you're doing nothing else but damage, damage, damage. Yeah, that would make sense. But then again, Mark, like, as soon as you get Forgotten Age, there is a card that Mark can take that I, I think actually gets the job done, like, better, mm -hmm. and that's um, Hiding Spot. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hiding Spot. Cost one, no XP, fast basically gets the job done it doesn't deal damage but it basically solves the problem of oh my god this is going to be terrible if an enemy happens to spawn on this specific location right now oh and by mm -hmm. the way hiding spot you can put it on any location because you know it's it's again that one once again it's that like good card bad card hyper specialized expensive very generally useful not expensive you know and uh the, the generally useful card is just like way better yeah i'm comparing to hiding spot which mark can take that does that basically does the same thing 
the better. Yeah, it's interesting you should mention, uh, Nate, that you think this is a, a stick-to-the-plan target, because if you're not sticking this on stick-to-the-plan, like, it's already a very niche card, but then to set up the ambush properly, you need to sort of combine it with a bunch of other cards, like you need, like, mm -hmm. an on-the-hunt or something like that to get an enemy, and... I did note down here that uh, cultists are very adept at avoiding ambushes because they don't spawn on they you. They don't spawn on your spot. Yeah. So one of the most common enemies in the game can't really be ambushed unless you on the hunt it to pull it I to your location, which now you're playing a whole bunch of cards to set up two damage. Yeah, exactly. Which... which I mean, yeah, maybe if you're freeze. playing Nathaniel, you bump it to three, but yeah. I... I think it's funny you mentioned that too, Cameron, because there's a cultist in the artwork of Ambush, and you it's actually ineffective against cultists because of how. <laughs> <laughs> I also noticed that guy, in the, that guy in the artwork is clearly hunting her. That didn't just mm -hmm. spawn. That guy is like, okay, where are you? I've got my prey. My prey instructions say to go this way. <laughs> yeah, I like there are plenty of scenarios though that do basically dump an enemy on your location, and in those situations, yeah. it's not the worst thing that you could do the turn before. Yeah. So I, I don't know. Like for one XP, it's not the worst, but it's not great either. Yeah, it's, it's not gonna make your your thirty. That's the thing. Ratings. Yeah. Yeah, this one's tough because I want to like it. The Arkham player in me really wants to like this card because there's been a lot of situations where it's like, oh, man, if I was just able to get like one more hit on this enemy this turn, yeah, but you gotta like declare it in else. advance, you know. Like I'd feel a lot better if it was like two costs, one XP, and just said, deal two damage to an enemy at your location. But there are times like better. I don't know. There are times where you're sort of in the mid game and you're like, oh, to set up before the big couple of last turns and yeah, a card like this in those turns isn't that bad because yeah, like that's true two free damage on a boss is two free damage on a boss oh it does work on elites that's yes. true there are yeah, not that's... very many of these types of things that work on elites yeah if this worked on non-elites this would be awful but the fact that you can actually use it to damage bosses that's true not bad because bosses do often spawn on your location so yeah it's not the okay. worst. I think it's the worst. I'm going to auto fail. Boo earns. No. All right, let me think about this. All right, I, I feel I like for me to like right. this card, it would need to be redesigned. Agreed. Like Agreed. it, like it needs mm -hmm. to work on hunters. So at least you can sort of say, like, okay, we're being chased. You set guys go ambush. ahead. I'm going to set up an ambush here. You oh, guys push on, I'll catch up after I deal with the enemies. Like, that to me would be both thematic and useful. Yes. The fact that you've sort of got this expensive card that requires a lot of setup and then possibly requires you to play other cards to make it good, that just seems like you're committing a lot of deck space. To yeah. You know what I just thought about? You have let me handle this. Just play that instead. <laughs> You know, it's in the same box. It's in literally the same stack of cards. You know that you just that you just bought and opened mm -hmm. up and pulled out a shrink wrap. Let me handle this. Fast zero does the job. Yeah, just play that. Pinnacle. So Nate, 
Mm, I'm gonna give it an elder thing. I don't know. Fair, like, fair. Tactic within I just. I understand. This... I understand. You know, within just it. the three sets, like Mark can reasonably just take the cult and maybe the forty-five automatic. Take stick to the plan. Take one single copy of ambush and there are plenty of scenarios in carcosa that choke point you and enemies will spawn there and this mm -hmm. becomes useful in those situations you know but you could it, take instead though he could take dynamite blast well you you could take both right you could okay okay, okay. you could ambush yeah. something spawns in your location then you have the upgraded dynamite blast to deal with the stuff that's incoming that's true that's true that's fair but it doesn't kick dynamite blast out of its slot. Oh no 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 no! Just 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 wanted to hear you say that. The next card is our first composure of the box. This is combat training, one cost asset that has uh, one XP, combat and agility skill icons, talents, composure, fast limit, one composure in play. Non-direct horror must be assigned to combat training before it can be assigned to your investigator card. As a free triggered ability, you may spend one resource, you get plus one combat for this skill test, or you may use a free triggered ability to spend one resource, you get plus one agility for this skill test, and it has a single sanity on it. So uh, the moment you take one non-direct horror, this thing uh, vanishes into thin air now. The Composures did receive level three upgrades, I believe they were, in uh, yep. Edge of the Earth, and uh, we were quite happy with those. Uh, the original composures, however, did not uh, blow the community away upon uh, first release. Yeah, I will say with some exceptions, I like Moxie. I've used Moxie, but that's that's mm -hmm. for another video. The problem with combat training is you you want to compare it all already to physical training, and I think the problem with combat training is that you're a guardian, and you just do you ever need both boosts for agility and combat you probably don't and that's why i think physical training does the job better of mm -hmm. like oh i spend resources i get bonuses if you're a rare guardian i'm thinking like skids no but then you just play moxie but yeah you don't need this yeah i think i think what makes this one suffer is that the, the stat combo is like kind of bad for mm -hmm. a guardian because you don't need both yeah, I mean, yeah, maybe Lily, I guess, if you're thinking about the broad... Because there are times where she yeah. likes agility, but even then, like... But then again, it's... she's in the box with the good combat training. Yeah, I think I think the biggest issue with this card, at least to date, is that the Guardians just don't have enough resources to really utilize a card like this. Oh, that's true, yeah. And if they did, I think, like Matt was saying, physical training ends up being more useful because you'd need yeah. willpower more often exactly. than not. Yeah, and you've got to protect this in some way. Mm -hmm. yes. Unless you just want to use it for one resource and one sanity. But yeah, then just there are better ways of doing clothes. that, too. So Yeah, for an XP especially. How would we rate this one? It doesn't seem bad, but I'm going to give it an auto-fail. Because it's just not playable. When you read it, it doesn't seem bad, but you're never actually going to use this card. So, yeah, that's what you mean. yeah, it doesn't help you avoid horror, does it? No, it doesn't. No. So it's like it, it it's very fragile. It doesn't help you protect itself a lot of the time and just generally don't really need it or don't have the money to mm -hmm. spend on it. Yeah, this is one of those where I feel like I'd rather play overpower or um manual dexterity instead. 
or guts or or gu- yeah, definitely guts yeah mm-hmm. yeah this card isn't very good like i'm trying to i'm racking my brain trying to think of the guardian who wants the agility they currently you know. don't exist it'd be cool if there was like a finesse style of guardian yeah. that used like di- used agility instead of combat oh yeah things. like we were almost there with lily lily almost gets there but because mm-hmm. of like butterfly swords but not really there yeah i mean now it's not like a full-on like very red tentacle for me because i can't just like point to another card and say play that instead because it's still fast and it still does provide a sanity soak which is you know not that bad slotless. yeah like, but it's you know. like you're never gonna but you're never gonna though. need this that's the thing it's like especially out an xp it's like you're gonna you need xp for other things yeah it's i'm like... giving this an auto fail too it's just so just don't play this but i can't tell you what to play instead it's just like i don't think your deck needs this you know and doesn't need to spend xp yeah to play no i'll tell you what to play instead manual dexterity oh there's there a, there's a there's another one xp card that certainly takes priority over yeah this one is uh tough to like it's interesting that uh, i mean mark is in the box and mark actually has a pretty decent agility True. but i mean we've been talking about this you know guardian seeker paradigm where the guardian is basically dishing out a ton of damage right so why would you need the agility ever yeah you know it's not like you're engaging these enemies and evading them or anything like that mm-hmm. yeah. and i just can't think of you know the investigator that that likes this uh, card now the upgraded version who did we have who liked that was it uh any guardian you could take it in my opinion mm. the upgraded version because it's slotless yeah. and it boosts two stats yeah right and it yeah. gave you a ton of free sanity soak yeah exactly yeah, yeah. so uh, unfortunately yeah i think this one's gonna get an auto fail from me as well it just doesn't do enough and it doesn't really help the investigators in this time period or really any time period up to this point i mean we may see a guardian at some point down the line who is able to leverage both combat and agility effectively in which case take another look at combat training and see whether that fits in that deck but uh, Mm -hmm. this just doesn't make the cut especially for one xp considering you know guardians at this stage of the game have a six xp tax to pay most of the time right and so this is not the first card you're going to pick up and it's probably not the last card you're going to pick up so between stick to the plan and upgrading your guns guardians have a lot of xp accounted for already and this one just is not gonna see the light of day so tentacles all around for combat training the next card is ever vigilant it is a free event that has two intellect skill icons tactic trait one at a time play up to three assets from your hand reducing the resource cost of each by one speaking of cards that uh, people like to stack on stick to the plan ever vigilant is a very popular choice as we have mentioned uh, at several times throughout these reviews guardians at this stage are a little squeezed for resources you've got uh, between playing your weapons and and an ally 
you don't have a ton of resources to uh, to work with this one uh, helps alleviate that issue uh, quite a bit what do you guys think about this one this card is fantastic yeah just all that action compression is like super good yeah yeah it, it, gen it basically generates two actions and three resources like holy smokes that's so good Oh, yeah, because you get six actions worth of effort for one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's like you, you know get what? two free actions from the two extra assets and then the three resources yeah. that generate whole bananas. And if you don't need it, it gives two intellect icons, which is like sweet. <laughs> you wow. know, it's like so sweet. good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this card is so good. Oh, my gosh. This card is like almost. This card's really pushed. Honestly, yeah, it's really, really pushed. pushed. Yeah, this card's because it's like you just take all the problems. Like, let's say you asked like Mark Harrigan, "What's your witch list?" After like playing this game ten times, and then Mark Harrigan sits down and he says, "Like, man, I really wish I could have I could have uh, more resources, and I wish I could set up faster. Oh, and by the way, I wish I could investigate from time to time." Oh yeah, let's just take that wish list, send it off to Santa, and then Santa comes back and says, "Hey, Mark Harrigan, you've been a good boy this year. Let me give you ever vigilant." And the fact that you can use it on stick to the plan just makes your turn one play so good. Yeah, it, it just solves a lot of the problems good. of Guardian of like your first turn being like, okay, I want to play my gun, I want to play my ah oh, crap, I'm out of resources, yep. you know. But you have this, and you're like, you mulligan for your. It's like you want a mulligan for your um your your ever vigilant play, you know, mm. the flop, so to speak. It's like you, you know, can get like... almost eight resources on the table turn one with this card. Yeah, you play... and then it, if your flop's too expensive, you could put um, emergency cash on your, um, you know, you stick to the plan. So you go mm -hmm. turn one, emergency cash, turn two, ever vigilant, flop, and then you're good to go. Yep. Yeah. yeah. It's so good. Yeah, it, yeah, it this, just allows this... you to set up just so effectively, yeah. and that is so important to Guardian's game plan in general, yeah. especially investigators like Mark and Zoe, and even Roland to some extent. Like, Yeah, because you often want, like, an offhand asset mm -hmm. you know? it's like your big weapon's expensive but then you also need like some way to soak or you need some way to investigate and boom this solves all your problems yeah this is one of those cards that uh, i initially regretted reviewing way back in the day when it was first released because of course this card was released in i believe the path to carcosa box so oh, you're right so when oh, I reviewed wow. it then, I'm like, okay, this is a great card. This is what Guardians need, but they have to draw it. Yeah, So by the time you draw this, it's not, I mean, it's it's great to intellect skill icons, but you probably set up already. So you're not really getting the benefit of it. Of course, I didn't know Stick to the Plan existed, mm -hmm. which was re released in Black Star's Rise. Had I known Bla Stick to the Plan mm -hmm. was coming, of course, this one... I mean that problem is solved. You you always have your ever vigilant ready. So mm -hmm. yeah, this one as soon as stick to the plan was revealed, this one immediately shot up the charts. There yeah. is a which is it level four or five? Four. Level four upgrade. Four upgrade. Was it in Scarlet Keys, I believe? Yeah. Yep. Yep. And uh so there is a possibility to uh, to upgrade this one if you've again got some spare XP lying around. Uh, but, I mean, you're paying one for this and six for stick to the plan and probably some for your weapons. So uh, this is uh, sure. probably not one you're going to be upgrading out of very soon. But uh, 
your deck's going to run a whole lot smoother once you have this uh, this available to you on turn one. I will say, uh, as a tip for uh, players watching, um, don't tunnel vision on getting all three assets. If you finish your mulligan and you only have two assets to play, do it anyway. Because, uh -huh. um, yeah, because what else are you going to do? You're going to, like, maybe draw once to look for a third asset. But if, if you only can get two assets worth of value, you're still getting four actions of value you know, for one action, which is still like, that's better than emergency cash. So yeah, my tip is don't tunnel vision because you might lose your window, you know, Plus, to like, play this efficiently. Yeah, yeah, just the more important thing is to get your stuff on the table. Like that's yeah, the most that acceleration. Part. Yeah. You know, I was going to say too, like oftentimes you find yourself with a cost and a three cost asset. So that's your ally and your cult. For instance, mm -hmm. that ends up being very common, like beat cut plus 32 cult and mark. Boom. Oh, yeah. That's like the dream. That's the dream flop right there. Yeah. Yeah. You know what it also, and... you know what it also does? It gives you a discount on combat training. Yep. Sure does. <laughs> so you could plop down the combat training for free as well, or, or your yeah. off class one, for instance, if you're playing yeah. some other cool. investigator. Yeah. I also am suddenly thinking like if you have a small card pool, I think this this like synergizes well with True Grit, because um, if you're at the beginning of the game, you've got like, you know, you fill your ally, you want to fill your ally slot immediately, and then you got True Grit there. You know, you can't play it immediately because you've already got the ally slot. But you know, and then you slide it on in there, you know, with stick with a uh, ever vigilant. It's not mm -hmm. bad. Ratings. Oh, easy Elder Sign. Elder Sign. This is one of the strongest cards in the game. Just like the amount of like acceleration you get is like so good. This makes you like feel good to be a guardian, you mm. know, because you get this card. Elder Sign's all around for forever vigilant. Wish I could I take back know. my original review, but uh, you didn't know. Hindsight I didn't know. I didn't know Sticks is... the Plan was coming. Yeah. If they'd uh, given me a tip, I, I do. definitely would have. That uh... does raise the question, though: Is this card as good without Stick to the I still would say so, because um, if if you get two assets worth of effort, then that's still it's still better than an a um, it's better than an emergency cash. If you lived in the paradigm when you were you were really relying on physical training, which I have a feeling a, that was the play pattern for a long time, where you would get your like back back in the day when like it was all about streetwise and higher education. I think if you lived in that world. Where it was like get as many resources as possible, play your physical training, use the physical training all the time. Then this is less good because it doesn't give you resources. Where emergency cash does. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think if you played like that, then I can see why this was like a sleeper. But yeah, in the in the world as we know it now, with like where you can play like twelve or fourteen cheap assets, mm -hmm. then this is like this is like where it, where it's at. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, I I do think it's worth discussing because there are investigators that can take this that can't take stick to the plan, right? Um, you know, like I mean, I I think I've played this a couple times in like skids, you know, because often enough as a rogue you want to like flop down like your gun ally and like what's it um lucky cigarette case or mm -hmm. pickpocketing, yeah, and this really helps with that. It gives you that burst of acceleration. Yeah, and and same in Yorick or Ashcan or not Ashcan, mm -hmm. but yeah, Yorick as well likes this mm -hmm. card because he kind of wants to do the same thing set up a yeah. couple weapons and then kind of yeah. go to the races from there plus he's got recursion and resourceful so he's mm -hmm. often finding himself with assets in his hand and he's to like drop them down yeah yeah uh -huh. yeah and don't sleep on those two uh 
two intellect skill icons either if you if you don't happen to be able to stack this on stick to the plan you know picking up a couple copies of these chances are you're going to get one in your opening hand so you can get set up fast and then the other one is just probably gets you a clue at some point or yep. helps you pass a treachery that uh, that would hurt you and some of those uh some of those intellect treacheries especially in path to carcosa are oh, that's right very very nasty <laughs> so uh right having this, the those two right. intellect skill icons is is uh is extra nice especially in in path oh yeah that's true the final card we're going to talk about in this uh, batch of reviews is mano a mano it is a free event that costs one xp Willpower and Combat Skill Icons, Spirit and Bold Trait. Play only as your first action. Deal one damage to an enemy engaged with you. This action does not provoke attacks of opportunity. You'd have to because be it... bold to play this, right? Ha! Got him. Oh, hey. Okay, the reason why this card is so bad, I'm just going to throw it out there. It does exactly the same amount of effort as a basic fight action. Mm -hmm. Like, And it has to be engaged with you. And you have to do it as your first action. It, I, I think what happened is like someone at FFG was like looked at working a hunch and was like, "Oh man, can't have that." To, you know, on a damage, it's just too good. I guess we got to like nerf it down and make it cost an XP. It's kind of so bad. I mean, auto damage is good and all, but like it does the exact same amount of effort as a fight action. Just do that, and it yeah. costs a card out of your hand. Like yeah, it costs a card out of your hand and an XP. It's like, good lord. And it has to be engaged with you. You can't even like use it on. You can't even use it to rescue your friends. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's not tactic traded, so you can't <laughs> attach it to stick to the plane. Which like now is a Why like you? I think a, an important precedent because the box true. like that's the capstone card of this box. So. That's true. That's true. Yeah, it, it kind of is. It is the most the highest XP guardian card in the box. So, yeah, that's true. Yeah, this card's kind of terrible. Don't take oh, this it. card's so bad. Easily, yeah. like, Nathaniel yeah. even can't save this one. I think he bumps the damage to two, but yeah, still. I mean, if you've got Nathaniel set up properly, he's probably got his boxing gloves and all his other tricks, and he's just gonna knock the thing out anyway. So why do you need this yeah. thing? Like maybe if it had two matching skill icons or allowed you to to attack things that weren't engaged with you. But... I could see it if it were fast. Like if it didn't yeah. cost you an action. Yeah, yeah, if it was fast or if it had allowed you to engage something and yeah. then dealt it a damage. Yeah. So you could like rip rip an enemy off an ally and then punch it. That could be so nice. This is, but... this is actually one of the very few cards that I think is actually more action efficient than Ambush. Because Ambush, at least, um, it doesn't cost you an action on the turn you need to spike out a bunch of damage. Where, like, mm -hmm. this, like, you actually, it actually makes your deck worse. Because you're doing one damage instead of two. Yes. You know, for an action. And an XP. And an XP. Like, I would rather have played Ambush at that point. You could yeah. have you could have put Ever Vigilant in your deck, but you put Mono a Mono in. You could have put Combat Training in your deck. And then you... <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, you can go down the list. This card's terrible. But, like, yeah, play this... Overpower. Just Just play Overpower. You know, or vicious blow. Mm -hmm. You know, I'll play give yourself some. Yeah, just play. Yeah. Now but there yeah. is a level two upgrade for this card in the Nathaniel Cho starter deck. I don't know what it does. I've never played this one, so two damage. So it does. So he'll do three with it. Yeah. yeah but... Auto fail. 
Yeah, it's an auto fail. Even Nathaniel Maybe. doesn't like this because his deck has Monster Slayer at level zero. Just play mm -hmm. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. auto fail. Unfortunately, so uh, yeah. No. No, don't put this in your deck. It's not worth it. Not worth a card, that's for sure. That's going to do it for part three of our look at the Guardian cards in the Path to Carcosa Investigator expansion. Let us know uh, down below what you think. Have you used any of these cards? Any notable mono a mono plays that have uh, won you the game? We'd like to hear about it. Any uh, final thoughts? If Mono a Mono won you the game, a basic fight action would have also won you the would game. Would have also won you the game. <laughs> so oh, I don't know. Man, it's true. It's true. Unless yeah. the unless the chaos bag is literally all auto fails, a basic fight action probably would have also won you the game. Yeah, it's kind of true. Yeah. I don't know. This coming from Nate, who tends to draw an inordinate amount of auto fails. I know. That's what maybe, I'm saying. Maybe you would have won more games if you'd been playing mano a mano. Mm. Yeah, maybe. Just, there's no maybe. action compression. There's, there's no action compression there, and you spent a card. You didn't do anything that was worth a card. Yeah. Yeah. Like I think that, it, that's I, the biggest thing. I wonder if it like originally was fast, but they couldn't figure out how to word it without being confusing and still keep the bold thing, and then it just ended up getting bleached in the wash. Mm. You know, and you ended up with this. Yeah. That being said, Evervigil is kind of though. amazing. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like I said, it's like Mark Harrigan's Christmas list. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, so far, there don't seem to be a lot of cards in the middle. They seem to be ever vigilant, which is amazing, and then a lot of elder things and tentacles that uh, yeah. just aren't very good because they're just too specific for very exactly. specific, specific scenarios or situations yeah. that. I mean, maybe they were coming up in playtesting a lot, but uh, I've played hundreds of games and have never used any of these cards, and I've done fine. Yeah. So. I think it might have just been, like, attitude, like, your play style and your... How scary are enemies? You know, I think it's, it's what it really like comes down to. That's going to do it for this episode. If you enjoyed what you hear, remember to like, comment, and subscribe. If you need to contact me, I can be reached at manfromlang at gmail.com. I'm also on Twitter at manfromlang. Until the stars are right, keep your shotgun close and your other sign closer. Take care out there, and happy investigating.